Hello and welcome to this week's summer series episode of Wedding Planning 101. I'm your host, Andy Towner, owner of The Bridal Journey and Revealed, and I'm here with my co-host, Laura. Laura, welcome to today's episode. Hello, Andy. Thank you. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. How's you've just come back from Europe? I have. <laughs> Talk to oh, us about it. It was fabulous. <laughs> um, Europe's amazing. Make homo weddings. Oh, Europe's amazing. Sometimes you've got to really wonder, pinch yourself and be like, how is this my job, my life? But um, Europe's incredible. Lots going on from a business perspective for the next sort of three to five years for destination events. So there's a lot of European visits, there's a lot of Indonesian visits. Um, so lots of behind the scenes work. But we finished our European season, yes, in Lake Como with a beautiful couple, Isabella and Joshua. That was just magic. So yeah. Am I happy to be back? Yes and no. I don't know. I had had enough of the pasta. I'm not a big pizza pasta eater. And I think we were, I was there for just under four weeks. And I think week two, I was like, I'm tapped. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds really dumb though. Everyone says that though, who returns from Europe. Yeah, because we're not used to eating like that. Mm. We don't eat mm. like that. So mm. when you've got no uh, – do you know what I found the hardest? I found the hardest like there's just – when you order vegetables, it's not like ordering a side of like f- f- broccoli with lemon. It's You get eggplant and it's marinated and you get zucchini and it's marinated. Like everything's so much more dense and heavy, whereas you couldn't just go and get like a lettuce salad. It always had cheese. It always had – you know, protein. Well, I found it was the bread basket. Every single restaurant serves a bread basket. Yes. I, when we went to <laughs> Europe, we were like, we we would actually like amp ourselves up before we went to dinner. Like, all right, Andy and Sam, let's not have the bread basket tonight because by the time <laughs> the meal came it. around, you weren't hungry. No, you're full. Yeah. You're totally full. Um, yeah, so anyway. But Europe was – a whole other thing. Europe and then you're planning so probably for next Europe 2024, Yeah, so I'd we, assume, with yeah. brides. So yeah. we spent um, spent a good week and a half travelling around to Puglia, the Amalfi Coast, Tuscany and Lake Como for next year's couples as well. So yeah, nice. very exciting. Living um, your best super life. Super beautiful. Yes, working hard though, I'll tell you that. Yeah. How, was, um, how was your week, Andy? Oh, good. I – yeah, I'm – about two and a half weeks away from giving birth to my second. So excuse the heavy breathing <laughs> from my end. Um, but other than that. You forget you do that, don't yeah, you? Yeah. No, um, we're just in the process of relaunching Revealed, which is a pre-loved marketplace, but we're inserting a lot of new categories. So it will be decor items, groom suits, um, and that will be launching. Well, it probably has launched by the time this um podcast goes to air so very exciting and we are launching it on the day I'm getting induced so. oh my gosh so you're busy doll well, I don't think well <laughs> we'll see how the labor goes but I'm booked in to go into the hospital at four so we thought it'd kind of be a good day to do it because Sam will be home for the day this anyway, is true and our daughter will be at daycare so he would have finished up work and well, at least we'll have like seven hours up our sleeve from oh my morning god to, Andy yeah it's <laughs> going to be wild hopefully there's no severe we have like a great team of web developers who will be on standby but they are based in Nepal so the time difference is mm. um you know they, they won't be awake till I think 
their workday starts at like our time, one o'clock. Yeah, okay. So Sam and I will be driving the ship then, till then. But anyway, we'll see what happens. So you've got this. This anyway, is the. This. You guys will see anyway because this podcast episode will be live. So whether we're shut down by the podcast going <laughs> live or not, so. I don't know. I think this so, is the reality yeah. for people hearing of um, like own business. Tech though. is very hard. Anything it, like I would put it under the category of a tech company, not a wedding or fashion based company. It's tech. It's doing all the behind the scenes, you know, email marketing and it's all online. So it is a tech company and it's, yeah, I nearly had a mental breakdown last night when we're going through everything, but yeah, it's fine. So So let's go in. Life is great. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First things first, before we lay out the pros and cons of each, well, today we're going to discuss um, venues. We really need to discuss what choice of your venue can actually um, impact many various things. So as a starting point for the whole pl- planning journey, it's crucial that you take your time to really understand the location and spaces, capabilities to host your event. You know, do you offer accommodation? What time is there curfew? Will you have an on-site event manager? Um, so there's many things to consider at the start of the process. However, bringing them down to bite-sized chunks can make it a little bit more manageable. So anytime that we've done a wedding planning kind of episode in the past, we always know that we start with the venue. So tell me, Laura, why why do you start? You're engaged. The first thing you need to do is start with the venue in the process. Yeah, look, I think, I mean, it's very rare that a couple will come to me and say, we want this particular photographer and anything else can just fit into their available date. So as a generalized rule, your venue is your first vendor that you're going to look to book, which means it's super crucial to be able to consider the vision that you want for your wedding day as the starting point for which venues you then inquire with. You know, you've got to take the time as a couple to discuss the style of wedding you want to have and the theme of the wedding, the overall ambience you wish to create for your guests. There's a lot. People just think, oh, you know, it's there's so many options out there. We'll find one. But every option is quite different and it's going to determine lots of things. Your guest list, uh, your style, your ability to get guests to and from so there's lots of things that go into it you know the internet though and that includes Instagram um, Google search Pinterest everything that pops up TikTok the internet's your best friend so all couples will have friends that have well-meaning advice and you'll get this as you're engaged and go through the process but you'll lean on the people that are already married Make sure that you're keeping a lookout for repeat venues that catch your eye on, say, social media. Um, It's really important to note what you constantly come back to, right? A lot of couples will send a blanket email to venues first. So those that are, I suppose, within reach um, and sometimes more ones that are more of a dream, just to be able to compare the two together. I don't think it's super necessary in the lead up. Well, it's not a bad thing early in the process to be able to send blanket emails, but I think it's something that I, you know, I know that I don't recommend to my clients to do often with other vendors as it can become pretty confusing. So once you have a package offering from a venue in hand and you have a read through of the opportunities, right? So their inclusions and exclusions, I then look to suggest narrowing it down to a location 
first and then have two or three options within that location, okay? So you might be considering, you know what, we're not city people. We might want to go to the beach or we might want to go to the bush. So I would then be considering one or two venues that you inquire with that take your fancy in the beach and the bush and go and see them. Um, You know, questions you need to really make sure you're asking your venue at this beginning point is as well, what month is the best weather for the venue, for the area and what dates within that are currently available? Like obviously we can't control the weather, but if you're going to be booking a beautiful venue in a gorge in the middle of spring where it rains, it's probably not the best thought process to do. So it is important to know, okay, what what is as stable as we can kind of get? Um, What is your venue capacity? That will determine so many things, your guest list, uh, you, you know, big decisions after a venue, it's your venue capacity. You know, do they have on-site accommodation? If you're making sure your guests are looked after, if they're having to travel, um, you know, you want to ask and compare with your venues. Are there exclusive vendors that need to be used or can you decide on whoever you'd like? Sometimes it seems quite easy to use an exclusive or a preferred vendor list. However, that does eliminate your ability to control what you spend potentially on in price and, and in style. So make sure that you, you're getting all the information. Um you know, do they have wet weather plans going back to weather? And I think a really, really big one is, is there a dedicated event corner on site on the day or are you left to your own devices? Um, you know, once you have the answers on those questions for two or three venues, then you can really compare your list and you can select those that you actually want to visit because they've got the most pros in the pros and cons list. Mm, okay. And so we know that site visits need to be uh, meticulously planned. We definitely don't recommend doing more than two or three in a day um, and only do those in a similar location to each other at one time. Otherwise, it's just going to be a bit too much, you know, when you go shopping, kids Christmas shopping or, and you go to Chadston <laughs> for the day and you're slowly fading away as the day is going along, dragging your heels across the thing. Oh, so, facts. yeah, yep. don't keep that advice on board so for example if you're picking a country barn style as an option do all the related venues on that day um, before you actually make the site visits you really need to envision your wedding day there so your gut reaction really matters and if you feel once you arrive that you can see it all unfolding then you're on the right path I think yeah I think you're right I think you're right you know one essential aspect that you need to check during your venue site visit is the facilities they provide. Okay, so you need to check if they've got a bridal suite or a groom's room. You need to check if these spaces will be available to you on your wedding day or if they're an additional cost. Um, you know, you need to make sure that you're looking into parking um, availability for your guest convenience too. Um, when you're considering your venue's accessibility, you need to think about their travel arrangements as well. So if you're planning a destination wedding, you've got to ensure that your venue is easily reachable from nearby accommodations. Um, I went and visited while I was in Bali, a venue that was incredible, had a lot of potential. It looked amazing on paper, uh, but it took 25 minutes for me to ride to the actual venue. And if anyone's been to 
Bali or Indonesia, you understand that when you get a little bit more into the jungle side of the country, the roads aren't exactly bus friendly. So as much as the venue ticked every single box on paper, I wasn't getting 100 guests there via car very easily. So it was straight out of the question. So budget is always a significant factor when planning a wedding. You really need to be transparent about your budget with the venue coordinator and inquire or focus on all the hidden costs. For example, what is not included in their package price. Um, While visiting each venue, take pictures and if allowed, record videos. This will help you compare your options later on when making the final decision. So once you finish your venue tours, it's time to consider the pros and cons of each location, how well they align with your vision and budget. Make sure you know any exclusions at this point in time as they will be additional costs and work through the fine print in their terms and conditions. So when looking at their terms, focus on their payment schedules and cancellation policy. Note their capability restrictions and make sure this doesn't impact that style of the day that you want to have. So the focus of a contract must always really be these few points as when your payments are due, this will determine when your RSVPs are will need to be finalized. Another one is whether the wet um, weather backup is included or whether you'll be required to hire a marquee to protect your guests and all those kind of things. So all the implications of the exclusions are what will cost you in the long run. So take your time to look through all of that. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. I think you, you, you really can't rush your decision for the venue. Um, you know, we've got people in our, our clients can take anywhere from one week to decide on their venue. We can have clients that take three months and go to 15 different sites. So I think people have this expectation that they're going to find their dream dress. They're going to find their dream venue within the first kind of week to two weeks. And it stresses them out when they're constantly going to places that aren't quite ticking all the boxes. I think that you just need to, a big point is to take your time and weigh up your options, you know, and if you need to, if you feel yourself getting confused, revisit the top two choices. Okay. So trust me, finding the perfect venue is worth all the effort because it will set the tone for your entire wedding day. You'll you'll actually be amazed at how quickly the pressure lightens once you have a venue though and have secured your date. It's like you've got these bricks that just release off your shoulders. Um, you know, so point one, you need to consider when looking at venues what your style is. Point two, you need to consider venues that adhere to a budget and your guest list provisions. You might have a perfect space, but it fits only half your guests. It is all about compromise. Point three, make sure that you are looking through their terms and conditions with a fine tooth comb and live by the exclusions are what are going to cost you the most in the long run. So make sure that you're weighing apples for apples when you're looking at a venue because Anything can crop up through the planning process and you want to make sure you've got all your bases covered. Okay, thank you. So we are actually going to have a downloadable for this episode that you can purchase via our website or Instagram and there'll be a link in the show notes too, which will cover everything we've spoken about in this episode. It's going to be your handy little check 
uh, list that you can go through about wedding venues. Um, so if you have any questions or want to share your venue search experiences, feel free to reach out via email at hello at theumepodcast.com or on social media by using the hashtag theumepodcast or visiting our Instagram, theumepodcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss the next episode of the Summer Series Wedding Planning 101. Happy planning. Thanks, and guys. We'll chat next episode. Yeah.